Jansen Harris here with the Combat Sports Podcast. Joining me is Coach Video the Vortex, our boxing expert. We're presented by Yasox and Your Future Media. Coach, I'm excited. The WBO has mandated for Terrence Crawford and Showtime Sean Porter to fight. Do you think the fight happens? Well, I, I guess if, if it's a sanctioned fight, I guess it would have to happen or somebody's going to lose the title, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, I think the fight's going to happen. I think it happens as well, too. Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford, their relationship, they used to be friends. Their relationship has been rocky, and I think that adds more juice to the fight. Plus, fans are demanding Terrence Crawford to fight a high-level guy. And if he could go in there and stop Sean Porter, that would do a lot for his career. Coach, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself about stopping Stopping Sean Sean Porter. Porter. But how do you see this fight playing out if it does happen? Well, I would think in the early rounds, it would be Sean Porter's fight. And I think Crawford's a little slow in, in the beginning of the fight. And I think and uh, I think probably the, the first five rounds, it'll probably be 3-2 for Porter. And I think in the middle rounds, it's going to be more Crawford. And at the end, I think Crawford is going to win by uh, I think if they do get in the ring, Coach, that Terrence Crawford needs to pound him. He needs to show people that he could step up, he could stop one of the top guys, so he could put to rest, even though he's atop of many people's pound-for-pound list, and even ranked at number two right now by ESPN, and they have Canelo at number one. He's still ranked as the number one welterweight, but there's still people out there who are giving Errol Spence more credit, saying he's fighting the more notable guys, he's looked more impressive, but... Terrence Crawford, I still think he's the number one guy at 147. I think this fight happens. I don't think he wants to lose his belt because we need to see the 50-50 fight. The 50-50 fight with Errol Spence Jr., if he heals up, everything like that, it needs to happen. So do you believe it's a 50-50 fight? No, no, no. I, I um, Crawford used to be one of my favorite fighters, and recently I've been watching a lot of um, – Errol Spence Jr. Spence's fights. And Spence is just so strong. I like the way he moves. He's, he's lefty. I like also when he takes a punch, it seems like the per- he kind of slips it a little and he sort of slams back. I think he's like a great counter punch, and I think that's going to be the difference. Okay. Let's shift gears a little bit. Oscar De La Hoya, he's 48 years old. He hasn't fought since 2008. He says he's coming out of retirement. Coach, your initial thoughts, just period, on Oscar De La Hoya. You've seen his whole career, him coming out of retirement. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? What are your thoughts on that? Well, first I thought it was a bad idea. Then I started thinking about the celebrity fights, you know, and um, – you know, Oscar's he's fighting an MMA guy, and a lot of times MMA guys can't box. So I think it's um, it's good for Oscar De La Hoya to make new fans in his generation. Absolutely, Oscar De La Hoya. One option, one thing he explored was saying, "Hey, after I fight the MMA guy, I want to fight Canelo Alvarez or Floyd Mayweather Jr." I feel like he's doing a little bit just promoting and talking when he's talking about Canelo Alvarez. But the Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight, to me, it makes sense if they fight for a second time. But maybe labeled as an exhibition, I think they'll do huge pay-per-view numbers. Do you think that's a possibility, or do you think he's just talking? He's not going to get in the ring with any true boxer at this point. Well, a fight, I guess an exhibition fight with Mayweather, um, there's no losers there, right? Yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money, and they both win. Do you think Oscar, at 48 years old, he's still going to be athletic? Do you think he stayed in shape? We understand he had some problems in the past, but he hasn't fought since 2008. Do you think it's 
even dangerous for him to get in there with MMA guys? This is going to be a boxing match, right? Yeah. Because so a boxing match, the boxer has the um, advantage. And uh, they always would have an advantage over an MMA guy, you know, because most MMA, most MMA guys can't punch. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. Oscar De La Hoya has returned. And also, Terrence Crawford and Showtime Sean Porter. The WBO is mandating this, so hopefully this makes some of these top guys at 147 get in the ring, specifically Terrence Crawford, who hasn't fought any guys on the PBC side, and I don't know if that's strategic, if that's Al Heyman's fault, if it's Bob Arum's fault, but it looks like the WBO is is done playing games, and they are mandating this fight. I'm Jansen Harris, here with Coach Vinny DeVortex. We're presented by Yas Sox and Your Future Media. For all media purposes, visit Your Future Media. Sadly enough, just five years ago, that was me. Minimal to no broadcasting training or any skills. I'm Jansen Harris, CEO of the Just Good Network. Over the last five years, I've come up with practical ways to get better speaking with confidence on camera and doing voiceovers. It doesn't matter if you're five years old, if you're 70, if you dropped out of high school, if you have a GED, if you have 15 years experience in a different field. There are practical techniques that you could do day by day to get better, week by week. And I have a training program for that. If you're interested in getting better in transparent and practical ways, inbox me today or visit us at justgoodnetwork.org. Let's get better together. I'm Jansen Harris with the Just Good Network. Hi, I'm Ariel Allman. Follow my YouTube page, Ariel Allman, and me and Jansen's joint couple page, Ariel and Jansen, on YouTube. If you love movies and shows, look out for some of my new projects coming out in the next couple of months. Bye! Jansen Harris here with the Combat Sports Podcast. We're presented by Yah Sox and Your Future Media. Back here with the coach, Coach Vita DeVortex. What's up, Coach? What's up? Want to bring up a fight to your attention Tank Davis, we saw his knockout victory over Mario Barrios. There's there's rumors out there that his name is being mentioned with Keith one-time Thurman. Are, are you feeding into the rumors? Do you think that these two could potentially fight next? I don't think so. Uh, I think Thurman's too big for him. And Thurman has a, when was the last time Thurman had a fight? A long time ago, he, he does a lot of talking. He thinks it would be a good fight. Thurman, I see the interview, he was talking about how he feels like he can bring in pay-per-view numbers and the numbers he did with Pacquiao, and he says Tank could do some numbers, and maybe if they fight in Atlanta or Madison Square Garden, it would be a good fight. Is that something you'd be interested in? Keith Thurman's power and maybe Tank's power he could bring to welterweight in a guess you would consider another dare to be great fight non-title fight because Thurman doesn't have a belt I don't know I think um he should st- he should stay where he's at tank and fight the top fighters in his weight class okay. Leonard Ellaby CEO of Mayweather promotions he says that he'd make the Javante Davis first Keith Thurman fight and tank would knock him out easily uh, do you feel like that's ridiculous that he said that? 
I don't know if he'll knock him out easily. It'll be a tough fight. I think that'd be a fight that Keith Thurman, it, it would be tough. But I don't see that happening. Javante D- Tank Davis, who do you want to see him in the ring next with? Do you see maybe a Tevin Farmer or any of these young fighters? Who, who do you think Tank sees next? Do you think a Ryan Garcia fight is likely to happen? Or do you think it's all talk? All talk. All talk? All you, talk. You think none of these young guys are going to fight each other? No. Why do you think some of these young fighters don't want to fight each other? Well, it's a little different nowadays. It's like these guys are are big celebrities and they haven't fought anybody. Not really, you know. You know, back in the like eighties, you had to have, you had to fight the top fighters to be a top fighter. Absolutely. Why do you think these young guys are like that? Why don't they want to test themselves? Well, because they're still celebrities. They don't have to. Yeah, it seems it's, it, it it seems like it. But don't you think there's some pride to it? Like, like, how do you feel about some of these young guys when it comes to this? Well, I think these young guys, they're not thinking that way. All they're thinking about is um, staying undefeated. Yeah, it seems like staying undefeated is a thought process. I I don't feel like Ryan Garcia wants to fight him. I think Ryan Garcia not fighting his last fight due to mental health, I guess that's a fair point. But I, I, I don't know his mentality. I think they just like to promote fights. They don't want to get in the ring with anybody. That seems dangerous, but he has a fight coming up too. Jojo Diaz and Ryan Garcia likely going to fight in September. What what is your first thoughts on this fight? First with Jojo Diaz, what do you see out of the young guy that makes him potentially dangerous? Pressure fighter. He has to put the pressure on Garcia, especially the early, early rounds, and have Garcia backing up and hopefully he can catch him with some good shots to the head. You think Garcia has too much speed for Diaz? Uh, it really depends. If, if if he can get him on the ropes and, and put a lot of pressure on him, uh, Diaz, he has to do it early. If if not, he might just use his speed and his length to keep him away and try to set him up for his uh, cross. Yeah, that's one thing I liked about Jojo Diaz. Going back to the farmer fight, his eye was busted open, but he was still putting the pressure on him. He dominated and got the upset victory, and it's been uphill since then. He called out Devin Haney, and he was supposed to be the number one contender for him. And I think that this is like two WBC eliminators. The winner's supposed to fight Devin Haney. I think it, it'll be a big test. This is a high-level fight for Ryan Garcia. I think potentially it could be dangerous. But I think Ryan Garcia's speed and that, that quick left hook could give Diaz some issues. But I, I see Diaz early putting a lot of pressure on him, working the body, making him frustrated, maybe even dropping Ryan Garcia. I think it's a it's going to be a tighter fight than what people think. Am I speak? Am I crazy for thinking it's going to be a tight fight, or do you think this is going to be a cakewalk for Garcia? No, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. But also, too, uh, like if if uh, Diaz puts the pressure on him early, I think he's also going to have to put the. You know, he could take maybe some rounds off in the middle of the fight. But at the end, he's definitely, definitely has to put a lot of pressure on him at the end of the fight also if he wants a uh, uh, decision win. Yeah, I, I, I think Garcia needs to come out strong. If, if, if he wants to prove to people he's not ducking and dodging anybody, he's a legit fighter. He needs to start strong. He needs to not get dropped, even though I think Diaz could drop him. I'm just saying what I think Ryan Garcia needs to do. Show that left hook. Show that quick hand speed. Outclass him. He needs to be perfect. I, w- I want to see a perfect Ryan Garcia fight because, to me, 
the Luke Campbell, I, I wasn't that impressed with the Campbell thing, even though he tried to make it seem like, oh, when you go through adversity, you can come back strong, which I get that. But I just expected more out of Garcia. Are, are you expecting Garcia maybe to finish the fight strong with a knockout, or do you think it'll be close or just not compete? It sounds like you're saying not competitive. It's not going to be a competitive fight towards the middle and end of the rounds. Well, uh, well, I just think Garcia, there's no way that Garcia's going to lose the decision. You know what I mean? So, um, I think Diaz is probably going to put a lot of pressure. Probably probably the entire fight, especially the beginning of the rounds and probably at the end. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a win for Garcia, but I think it's tight. I like Jojo Diaz. I think Jojo Diaz has a lot of heart. Let's go to this Saturday. Iguez, Igus, Kavalowskis, he only has one loss where he got knocked out by Terrence Crawford back in 2019 in the ninth round and it looked like he allegedly knocked down Crawford it looked like a knockdown and it looked like it was a close fight before he got knocked out he takes on Virgil Ortiz and Virgil Ortiz name he's the young guy's linked to wanting to fight Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence Jr. he fought Maurice Hooker last and he pretty much beat him down got the knockout victory took a lot of damage how do you see this fight playing out I think this is a a sneaky good fight. This is a better fight, I think, than what people are saying. I think Kavalowskis is really good. I think he's a really good fighter. I think he gives Virgil Ortiz some problems, and I would not be surprised if he gets the upset victory. I would not be surprised because I think Virgil Ortiz is a little bit too focused on Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. I think he's a little bit distracted and he's frustrated because a lot of people in the press conference there, they were focused on his next fight, but I think Kavalowskis, who, that was a knockdown, I don't know what the rest were talking about, knocked down Terrence Crawford, he looked good, that, that was Crawford's toughest fight, I think Igas Kavalowskis is, is an underrated fighter, and I think he's going to prove that Saturday and defeat Virgil Ortiz, do you see it playing <laughs> out that way, or or, or am, I, am I falling in love with the way he fought Crawford? I think you're falling in love with the way he fought Crawford, um, probably Ortiz is probably going to take him out early, probably a couple so what was Crawford knocked him out in the ninth round? Ninth round. I see him getting knocked out in this fight, probably in the like seventh round. Seventh round. Yeah, probably seventh round. Wow. Why, why, why do you think so? You think Virgil Ortiz just has too much power for him? Yes, that, that that's exactly it. Too much power, and he doesn't. And it, and it seems like he doesn't back down. He's going to bring the fight to him, and I think that's probably going to be a mistake. Okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm picking Kabalowskis to get the upset victory over the young Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz, his defense is questionable for me, so hopefully he proves that. And if he does, maybe we'll get a Errol Spence Jr. Crawford scenario. I doubt it, but that, that's what he wants next. Maybe he'll get a Sean Porter. If after we talked about it before, Porter and, and Crawford maybe gets the winner. We'll, we'll see how this plays out. People talking about even Boots Ennis. We've heard his name thrown around. Coach, do you have a fighter of the week? Throwback fighter of the week. Throwback fighter of the week. You know, uh, my throwback fighter of the week is Archie Moore. I just like uh, his defense, um, all those knockouts he had, more knockouts than anyone. Um, just, he was, Archie Moore was tough. Tough fighter. You think they should be talking about Archie Moore even more? He was the longest reigning world light heavyweight champion of all time. One of the longest pro careers in the history of boxing. He competed from 1935 to 1963. 
do you think that longevity is what what you were impressed by as well too? Uh, yes, yes, and and um, he fought a lot of top fighters. He fought a lot of good heavyweights. Uh, boxing was different back then. You know, if you lost, uh, you were still a top fighter. You know, nowadays, if you lose a couple of fights, it's pretty much your career is over. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. I think my fighter of the day, or, or we're looking back, is, is Vernon Forrest. Rest in peace to Vernon Forrest, who was, was killed. But if I look back at the time, he upset he upset Mosley back in 2001. 2001, it was a... Yeah, that was a, that was a good fight. That was I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Took the fight from Shane Mosley, dominated Shane Mosley. There's people out there who consider Shane Mosley, Sugar Shane, the best fighter in the world. And Vernon Forrest, he he proved that he threw the stronger punches and he lasted longer on the rounds. And it kind of looked like Mosley was lost for words. He was beaten up all 12 rounds, and it was it was an easy win for him, making him the world's weight champion and a star. And then he went back six months later, fought him again in the rematch. And it was a better performance from Mosley, but it was still another clear-cut win. His jab was more effective. He was the superior ring general. And Vernon Forrest just wanted to honor him. Unfortunately, it didn't end well for him. He was murdered in 2009, but those two fights right there made him a star. Yes, great fights, great fights. How, how shocking do you think it was in that moment that Vernon Forrest won? It was one of the bigger, biggest upsets to you in history. I don't know if it was the biggest in history, but it was just, um, it was really, well, they they said they fought in the amateurs and mostly lost that one also. So he really lost the three fights, but um, he just had his number. He had Mosley's number. Manny Pacquiao. Let's transition to Manny Pacquiao and your Dennis Ugas, who is stepping in for Errol Spence Jr., stepping out with an eye injury, unfortunately. How do you feel about this fight? Are you disappointed that you're not going to get to see Errol Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao, or do you think your Dennis Ugas is still, this is still a good fight, like Manny Pacquiao said in the press conference? Well, I'm disappointed because I thought um, Spence was going to beat Pacquiao. Um, now that he has this replacement, I think it's going to be the other way. It's going to be an easy fight for Pacquiao. And hopefully Pacquiao doesn't retire after this. Yeah, the, I, I think there's there's great speculation that Manny Pacquiao, at 42 years old, will retire. I will say this about your Dennis Ugas, and I want to give him a shout-out for that fight against Sean Porter where I felt like he won. I think he is in a way, and people were saying it. Sean Porter even said it too on his podcast, that your Dennis Ugas is kind of the boogeyman. These, nobody wants to fight him. Keith Thurman didn't want to fight him. Kel Brook didn't want to fight him. Guys don't want to fight him. Nobody's yelling his name out. Not even some of these young guys, young welterweights. So I think your Dennis Ugas, he has a, a fighter's, he has a chance I think Manny Pacquiao is pretty confident he's going to beat him, especially late notice type of fight. So I think they're like, okay, let's get get him in the ring. I could, I could beat him. But I wouldn't be surprised if the first five rounds he gives him problems. A part of me wants to say he could upset Pacquiao, but I, I don't think so. I think, I think this is the type of fight where... Pacquiao is going to cruise after round five. I don't think Pacquiao sees Ugas as a problem. I think he has too much speed for him. But one thing I do like about Ugas is this, Coach, is this the biggest fight of my life. He's, he's being upfront with it. He's took fights on short notice. 
and I think he's going to use that to motivate him. Do you feel like the experience of him taking fights on short notice is going to maybe help him mentally in a fight with Manny Pacquiao, or do you feel like it's just two different levels? I think there's two different levels, and you can't be taking a last-minute fight with Pacquiao and expect to win. Yeah. Do, do you see it being action-packed? Do you think he gets stopped? How, how do you feel this fight ends? I think he's probably going to stop in the later rounds. I say he probably stopped probably in the ninth round. In the ninth round. Ninth round. I think he, I think Pacquiao's just too fast, and I think he's going to get end up getting frustrated. And I think Pacquiao when when uh, I think Pacquiao's going to start putting more of his punches together in the later rounds after he wears him down and takes him out. Okay, so you're saying ninth round. I'm gonna go with eleventh. I think Pacquiao knocks him out in the eleventh round, but I think your Dennis. You guys is is dangerous for other guys, but I think Pacquiao, even though he said he would, Pacquiao said that you guys is similar to Errol Spence Jr. I, 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 I think don't know about I, that. I don't know about that either. I I, I don't agree with him, but I, I definitely have Pacquiao winning this fight. So hey, just to sum it up, that fight is in two weeks. Manny Pacquiao against your Dennis. You guys, a lot of fans are going to be disappointed, but we both got Pacquiao on that one. And Igus Kavalowskis, I have him defeating Virgil Ortiz this Saturday. You think Virgil Ortiz will defeat him easily? We'll see about that. I'm Jansen Harris here with the Combat Sports Podcast. And joining me, like always, is Coach Vinny DeVortex with his expertise. Guys, look out. There's going to be more boxing videos coming out, boxing classes, everything of that nature. Boxing merchandise from Coach Vinny the Vortex is coming soon. Go like us, follow us on Twitter, Combat Sports Podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Combat Sports Podcast. Like I said before, like us on Facebook. We are presented by Yaw Socks. Go get yourself some dope, customized socks in your future media. For all media purposes, visit your future media. Jansen Harris again with Coach Vinny DeVortex.